Hello here and welcome to the Husker Online. No. Oh, yeah. There he is. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I, I just literally uh, mis-executed the open, but uh, welcome here to the Husker Online post-game live show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Steve Sipple. Uh, we're going to be here for about the next hour. We're inside Spartan Stadium, um, inside the press box here as uh, we'll talk about the day that was. And it, it wasn't really much of a day, guys. I mean, Nebraska's offense um, struggled to kind of find a rhythm and uh, had three turnovers again, two interceptions, and then a fumble uh, by Heiner Carberg. Um, the defense, you know, was solid at times, but uh, they gave up six long pass plays um, of 15 plus yards. Every scoring drive that Michigan State had had a uh, had a pass play of 25 plus yards. It was probably the most off balance we've seen Tony White's defense look. The pass rush was getting home, and then special teams um, was was really a, a problem. I mean, Nebraska got dominated in this phase of the game um they weren't returning punts and so michigan state had a punter that was averaging 50 yards a punt and they were getting a net 50 on almost every punt including punts that would land inside the 10 yard line and then on the flip side brian buscini had maybe one of his worst games or a day that wind was not a factor and they gained i mean they won 20 plus yards of field position on every swing because of the punting and the punt return areas for Nebraska. That about sums it up. Let's go get some steak. All right. And <laughs> we're, we're done. Um, but if you have comments in Super Chats, uh, we've already got a number stacked up. We have eight Super Chats. And if you're not familiar what a Super Chat is, we get so many comments and questions, we can't possibly get through them all. Super Chats ensure that we get your comments, questions on the air. It shows great support as well for the show, and we appreciate all the Super Chats. But Steve Sipple, your takes. Well, I mean, in, in, in all seriousness you did summarize it very well a lot of people will try to pin this loss on heinrich harbor am i wrong guys yeah am i wrong <laughs> or they will the, it, a yeah. lot of people try to do that and he did now i would say this they would have had to win the game despite their quarterback which is hard to do in the big 10 it's hard to do in any league it's especially hard to do on the road and that's the and I don't know. You guys don't have to agree with me, but I think if they would have won, they would have kind of had to do it despite Heinrich, even though, you know, his his big run his 43 yard run put him in position to score the touchdown to, you know, that pulled Nebraska to 2017. I don't know that Harburg is equipped right now to lead a comeback, um, a big comeback like this. And he just his deficiencies showed he's the last thing I'd say is this he look he does look really indecisive um not kind of both in the run game and pass game i don't know skittish is a word that rule has used previously to describe his play and i thought he was skittish today yeah he's not just putting his head down and running like even on the scrambles it's almost like he's kind of dancing around in the pocket mm -hmm. waiting for the defense to collapse around him whereas mm -hmm. earlier in the year i mean he was kind of just taking off and going so i don't know necessarily what's changed with that part of it but uh, I think you know when you look at what his season has been I think more often than not when Nebraska has won it has been in spite of the quarterback like he's been doing enough when they've won um, but this was one of those games where the defense wasn't at its best today the special teams was bad today and when the offense you know they, they were kind of par for the course in a lot of ways from, from what they've been for most of the season when you have those two other phases not playing to their absolute best, you're going to fall apart um, right. like like we saw today. Well, let's see what – I mean, Michigan State finished, guys, with 295 yards. Okay, that's not – that's not horrible for Nebraska's defense, right? 295. No. That's not a – I mean, that should get you wins generally, wouldn't you say? I mean, Michigan State, though – called some good trick plays double moves they were opportune opportunistic when they took their shots they were and they executed their shots i mean that was the difference they had they came into the game with similar quarterback issues of nebraska yeah they did and they figured out ways to find plays period well i think i think the early stages of the game are really important in that regard and that Caton hauser who guys 
in the previous eight quarters with him playing quarterback, they hadn't scored a touchdown. And but right away, you saw Michigan State assert itself offensively. And I think that allowed Sparty to pick up some confidence that maybe they wouldn't have had. But they but early on, early on in that in that game, they they moved the ball. And they had Nebraska on, on Nebraska's defense on its heels, mm-hmm. which that's what made a huge impression on me. All right, let's get in. We got a number of super chats in the in the queue right now, so let, let's get into some of these right now. Uh, Jeremy Brandt chimes in, QB, QB, QB. Uh, that's all this staff needs to think about between now and the spring. A good QB that can, will cover up a lot of warts. No team can overcome bad QB play and I think everybody knows that. I think if if you didn't think Nebraska was going to take a transfer portal quarterback um, I think today probably changed your tune I think you realize like Matt Rule's got this team probably maximized in a lot of areas where they can get with Heinrich Harburg in order to kind of get over the hump they need an improvement at quarterback play Robin go ahead yeah I mean I, I agree I think the conversation was yes Harburg has struggled but there's winning well, they didn't win today, and they lost in large part because of their quarterback and the lack of ball security and the ineffectiveness of the passing game and um, just the overall inconsistency of the offense. And so that, you know, when those warts start losing your games like they did early in the year, um, you know, that that be, that changes the conversation a little bit to where, you know, if you if you were a Harburg backer, you could mm-hmm. be like, well, you know what, sure, he's got a lot of room to grow and all that, but. You know, he's what four and one as a starter. So like that, that kind of at least was in his corner. Now that's kind of falling out the window a little bit, especially in a game like this, that they should have won. I mean, this was a reeling Michigan state team. The crowd was hardly a factor whatsoever. The conditions were about as ideal as you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. The table will not be better set for Nebraska to get that six win than it was today. And what they if, couldn't take advantage. Uh, uh, let me, let me uh, counter it a little bit to you guys and, I, and i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you but what if nebraska were to win its final three games and win a bowl game with heinrich what if he kind of turns the corner a little bit again you could still he, he, what i'm saying is could he change your mind i suppose but what is what's the likelihood of that happening at this point like the body of evidence is pretty you know considerable right now to where he's had extensive he's played the majority of this season and he just kind of is what he is he has his highlights like that 43 yard scramble you saw the dynamic athleticism he has as a, as a runner. yeah um but you know you look at his interceptions i mean oh boy missing guys boy. terribly boy where he's not even giving his receivers a chance and no. i don't know if that was just a miscommunication with, with bullock on the route or, or whatever it is but uh-huh. i mean when that's your downfield passing game and you're having those kinds of throws you know i being a runner, it can only take you so far. Hey, let's face it. I mean, if you're being very real about this, if he hits that pass, the game's different to Bullock. And I thought I it was such a bad pass that I wondered if he if it's if it slipped in his hand a little bit or something. And now it wouldn't have been, I mean, do you agree that it wouldn't have been? I mean, the safety was coming, right? On that pass to Bullock. He would have had to lay it in there really well. It, I think the ball would have had to been. I don't know, throwing a little more towards the sideline. He threw it down the middle of the field. It was just missed him by, yeah, I don't know, close. would you say missed him by 15 yards? Um, and then the the pass to Fedoni over the middle, same, not exactly the same. It wasn't as long a pass, but again, he missed him bad. And if, he, if you complete that pass, it's a different deal, obviously. So he missed two open receivers, missed them bad, and they were picks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Again, I'm not putting this on Harburg, the whole thing but they would have had to win despite him. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Thanks again. If you're joining us here on Husker Online Post Game Live, Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, Husker Online Post Game Live, brought to you by CHI Health. 
uh, and myprovidermatch.com. You know, I love my provider at CHI Health Clinic. Did you know that CHI Health has created an online quiz to match you with a provider that matches your personality? It's that easy. Go to myprovidermatch.com, answer a few questions, and be matched with a provider who understands your health goals, including primary care and women's health uh, providers, pediatricians, and cardiologists. I'm a, a patient myself at CHI Health. It's a great, great clinic there on 40 the Yankee Hill with tons of different services. They have a pharmacy as well inside there to make um, it a lot easier when you go in there. Uh, so if you have someone that you can turn to, no matter what their health need is, uh, it makes a difference. That's what CHI Health Clinics My Provider Match does. It matches you with a provider that fits your personality. Okay, let's take it in, guys, to um, the next super chat. Joe Vampola. Uh, today was more about a lack of effort. Was today more about a lack of effort or being outplayed, guys? I, I don't think there was a lack of effort by any means. I, I mean, this team played hard. Um, you know, they made Michigan State get whatever they want. It was a three-point loss, and you know. Nebraska easily could have won that. They were a, probably a player two away from winning this game. Right. I don't. Yeah, I didn't see that. Now, Rule did. He mentioned something interesting, and it, we need to address it. It's a new world for Nebraska right now. It's a bit of a new world, in that they're not going to sneak up on anybody. Right. Rule. I don't. I can't remember exactly how Rule put it, but it. But the theme was that Michigan State was going to be ready. Um, they weren't going to give passing you know, passing preparation in Nebraska, they're going to lock in harder because Nebraska's won three in a row in five of six. They had won three in a row in five of six. Um, also, this is the world where Nebraska has consequences. They're, 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 I mean, today would have been the sixth win, which would have got them bull eligible. They would, you know, they, they're playing for a division title. First place in the division. Wisconsin lost today, by the way, too. See, and it's... It was a golden opportunity, and there's some pressure that comes with that. And, and maybe they didn't respond to that as well. Or maybe, guys, Michigan State just took it to them. Yeah. That, that's what I thought. That's more. kind of my take, where okay. Michigan State just made the plays. They yeah. made the big passes. They you know pulled out some trick plays. They forced turnovers. They forced the issue, whereas Nebraska was just kind of you know, kind of dinking and dunking um, yep. on both sides of the field. They had some busts early defensively, which I think kind of maybe shook them a little bit because they hadn't started like that. Probably two busts on a, right. Two busts on the first drive, Rob. Yeah. And so, I mean, like that's uncharacteristic. And so I, you know, I'm sure Michigan state had the, a lot of the players said that on both sides of the ball, they were doing some things that they weren't necessarily ready for. Nebraska wasn't re necessarily ready for. So that I think maybe they were just, off guard a little bit early and it took them a while to finally settle in defensively but throughout they just didn't make the plays you just look at the, the special teams plays michigan state made uh with, with their punter and their you know 50 yard field goal uh and then on defense you know forcing three turnovers and then on offense coming up with all those explosive plays all of those things were things that nebraska did not do so i don't think it comes down to effort it's just that michigan state made the big plays in all three levels yeah and i and you guys there's a reason I really don't like this fair catch idea that Nebraska used today, that they're going to fair catch everything with Billy yeah. Kemp. The reason I don't like it is because it's a, such a non-aggressive move. It's such a non-aggressive posture to be in. I kind of, I kind of understand it. Um, the way, the way rule characterized it was, it was, it was Kemp was here for stability now, he did say they were going after punts, trying to block punts, trying to block punts. So there's a level of aggression there. And I and I respect that. But I think fair catching, just saying we're fair catching everything. It just is a lack of aggressiveness that can bleed into other areas. That's my opinion. Well, I, I don't want to do it. I, I think Michigan play. State almost figured it out when I mean, the punters like, hey, I can take some hang time off these punts out, kick just my hammer. cup and hammer them. Because that guy can't return them back, or he does, or he, no, I don't know about can't, but he wouldn't. Well, they, they, they don't clearly want him, weren't returned. They, they didn't want him cutting on his knee. Yeah, I think that okay, was. I see. What he you're was saying. there just to catch the ball. Yeah, we'll, and we'll then pretty much said that after the game. Yeah. Then they needed to return one, and Ethan Nation got an opportunity. But I mean, Kemp still has to be smarter. Like you do not field punts on the five yard line. He fielded one at the six, and one at the seven, and one at the fifteen. The fifteen's not so bad. Fielded it one at the six, one at the seven. That kills you. And, and with Nebraska's offense, what do you? What do you? I mean, you're just yeah. in trouble. They're just not going to march the ball ninety yards. Like, that's yeah. Just, nope. 
they're not capable of doing that. Right I mean, now. it's like a sack. I mean, yeah. you're taking, I mean, it's just a really bad play for the special teams when you're giving up that kind of field position. Then your punter, Brian Buscini, um, wow. I mean, he gave up so much field position. Well, I mean, did I, did I mention it earlier? That, yes. that, that I'll mention it again, Rob, just so people to drive home the point. The net punting yards were this. Uh, Michigan State averaged 47.7, Nebraska 28.2. Any Nebraska, any advantage Nebraska had in the penalty column, which was significant, uh, Michigan State seven penalties for 70 yards, Nebraska zero penalties, sort of negated by. That's a great, that's a great point. Negated by special teams. I hope you wrote that. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that's what you'd always say to me. I'll say something really good, like, and, and you'll say, write that. write that, save that for the show. Well, you saved it for the show, but yeah, um, yeah. moving to the next super chat, Big Red Country with Jeff just throws in nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, thank you for your support, uh, Big Red. Oh, he's got a question too. Sorry, Michigan State seemed more prepared than the Huskers' offense, defense, and the coaches seem off today. And again, they make good money too. I mean, Michigan State's got a very good coaching staff. Um, you know, that Mel Tucker, when he got this job, he brought in some big name people. I mean, they, they, they had Mark D'Antonio on the sideline as well. Right. Um, helping. So, you know, that's, yes, they had a lot of drama and turmoil here, but that's still a a good quality big 10 roster. Yeah. They didn't look bad. And, you know, a lot of people tried to portray them as a program in shambles. I didn't see that against Minnesota last week. They lost the game 27 to 12, but Minnesota needed to score late in the fourth quarter two a few scores to get it done now of course they got hammered by michigan but everybody's getting hammered by michigan i i i half expected what i saw from michigan state in that i didn't expect them to come out and lay down the crowd wasn't great it wasn't it wasn't terrible though i mean it wasn't a horrible atmosphere i think again i'm tipping my cap to the spartans and and really their fans yeah, it's been a horrible season, but today wasn't that bad. That's the, people showed up for the game, and the home team played pretty well. And against a lot of, you know, against some long odds, but they still did it. I give them a lot of credit. And to the point of being out coached, like that's where the comments after the game were kind of eyebrow raising, where you know, mm-hmm. you get players on both sides of the ball saying that they saw things they weren't ready for, and they had to kind of adjust on the fly. So, you know, credit Michigan State's staff or you know come up with some new stuff you know come up with trick plays that worked um you know they, they missed on one on that that throwback to the quarterback so they they really kind of hope they went into their bag a little bit yeah because they have nothing to lose they played like a team that didn't have anything to lose whereas nebraska just kind of you know you, you gotta wonder if maybe the the expectation was weighing on them a little bit right which you know, rule kinda, alluded to that kind of hint not only just with the players, but with the way the game was called as well. You know, playing a really passive special teams approach like that, like that's playing not to lose. That's not playing to win. I, I know. I, I, we now we mentioned that now rule. I now we'd have to watch the film on this guys, but rule said they're going after punts, and so that would be his counter to us saying he's playing passive. Um, it would his counter would be well, we were going after punts. I still I'm I'm going back to that. When you're when you're when you have fair catch called before the game on the five and the six, seven yard yeah, line. That's passive. That's I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. Or, I, mean, I don't care what the circumstances are. Let's I'd have a I'd have a punt. Come on, you don't tell me there's not a guy on the roster who can advance punts. I just don't yeah. believe well, it. Clearly they felt good enough about Ethan Nation to put him in at the very end of the game on a critical punt return. Like yeah. that. Play them earlier. That's all I got. Advance punts. Advance, <laughs> punt. <laughs> advance punts. It shows aggression. Go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, let's get one more super chat in here uh, before uh, we read our next lovely sponsor. But Daniel Elliott chimes in. The coaching staff or the fan base appears to have beaten any semblance of a football player out of Harburg. He looks tentative and miserable. And, you know, it, it did seem that way. I mean, it just – now – to be fair, were the receivers not getting separation? Were the receivers not open? How was the protection? Um, the protection was good enough. I, I think a lot of the seven sacks today were him holding the ball too long. I mean, he could get into his drop, um, but if his first read wasn't there, he was holding the ball and having a hard time. And if he doesn't get it out right away, it usually doesn't work for Heiner Carver. I think his protection wasn't great all the time, Sean. I, I Now, this is where... 
when we're doing a post game live, we don't have the benefit of rewatching the game. You notice that rule wouldn't go into detail and evaluation of Heinrich until he saw the film. One of the things he'll watch is what we're talking about right now. How was the protection? Was he holding the ball? How many of those seven sacks? He was sacked seven times. How many of them were on Harburg? How many were on the offensive line? I don't think we, we can't say that. We'd have to watch the film. So I'm, I'm going to be careful on that. I thought the protection at times was bad. I thought there were some stunts that Michigan State used that got Nebraska on its heels up front. And and, and, the, pre- and the pressure was there even if he wasn't sacked. All right. Let's, um, That's where I'm coming from. Sure. Husker Online Postgame Live. Thanks again for joining us here. We're brought to you by Caldera Lab. You've heard me talk about Caldera Lab all season here. It is a great, easy-to-use men's skincare product. 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds in the evening. Uh, put it on. You take care of your face. Your, your face looks clean, fresh. You feel good. Uh, helps you look younger, too. Um, 94% of men that have used Caldera Lab have been uh, known to see results. And I've been on it now for a few months, and, and you, you, you see it. You definitely uh, feel a lot better with the product. And we've got a great deal for Husker Online users. Once again, uh, go to calderalab.com. You can get 20% off on your order. That's calderalab.com for 20% off by using promo code HUSKER at calderalab.com. Thanks again to Caldera Lab for sponsoring us here on Husker Online Post Game Live. All right, Rob, let's get to the super chat here. Um, can uh, this is from Husker DKB? Can Rule really continue with Harburg when he is only completing about fifty percent of his passes from um, six point four yards and has ten turnovers? So I guess the question to you, Rob, is what's the better option? Yeah, well, and that leads you to the question of you know the coaches know those quarterbacks a lot better than we do and they're continuing to ride with Heinrich Harburg and when Jeff Sims has come back into the game since his injury and losing his starting job he's looked terrible and turned the ball over just as much so like where, where's Chubba Purdy in this conversation like is he is he really that far behind Sims and Harburg that he's not even getting a look not even getting an opportunity like that's that's stuff that we on the outside just don't know and so uh I, I, you just got to assume the coaches are going to play the guys they feel are the best are going to give them the best chance to win. But right now with all those stats that were mentioned and just looking at that box score is Heinrich really giving you the best chance to win. And that's a question that only the guys in that, uh, that coaching staff really 12, know. 12 for 28 doesn't get it done. Um, again, just you, your eyes told you he wasn't getting it done. His stats tell you he wasn't getting it done. I've been really supportive of Heinrich, but maybe, I mean, as, as supportive of him as anybody in the media. And, but today it was, he was uh, limited. You, yeah. It, today it really showed. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're practice, you know, they practice all the time that the coaches are watching film. All we can say is what we hear and see on Saturdays, what we hear on Saturdays, what we see on Saturdays, what we hear during the week. And it doesn't sound like rules inclined to make a change. It just does. Well, and Jeff Sims came in for four plays last week and was a disaster. I mean, (laughs) yeah, he was like, seriously, it was a disaster. I mean, like, like it was bad. I mean, like what he did in those four plays would lose you a lot of games. Right. Right. I just wonder what Sims would look like if given four games, you know, four games here, here's, here you go. I'm not suggesting that they should do that, but in my mind, I wonder what would that look like? If you said you, you got these four games, let's see what you do. Well, and they gave, Harburg, obviously, Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, two games that you would have liked to have thought that Sims probably would have won, too. Um, but Harburg won them, and, like, they put stock in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's been his job since. Um, you know, Sims had the ankle, and, they, and I believe he was hurt, but it, it seemed like he could have played, probably. Mm-hmm. But they made the decision at that point to go to Harburg and, um, you know, figure this thing out. All right, let's get into the next super chat from Nate Hazard. Will this be the turning point to consider Chuba for a few experimental packages? Harburg Russian roulette throws are exhausting to watch. <laughs> Chuba has entered the conversation. Yep, here we go. He's the one unknown commodity, even yep. though when he played last year, he wasn't very good at all either. So, like, totally different offense. I get that. But uh, his sample size isn't all that encouraging either. 
no, he's the unknown, and sometimes that works in your favor. Well, I mean, Rob, I mean, he's, I know what you just said. I was listening. Unknown in this system. Unknown yeah. in this system. Unknown in this season. And so you wrote in Tunnel Talk about Chubba's option ability. Looks good. I mean, with kind of what they've geared this offense to, do you think maybe that skill set would give him a, a better chance than what, what they were previously running a year ago? Uh, I mean, now, with Chubba, he was a dual threat he was the seventh ranked dual threat quarterback in the nation in the class of 2020 he was a runner um he's a four five forty guy yeah and and you know i've somebody at practice told me it looks like he shot out of a cannon when he turns the corner on an option so i i don't know how viable he is we're just speculating because we don't see practice we don't see practice film so it's total speculation now this week let's see where the conversation goes on monday with rule if if he'll because we will ask him again is has Heinrich done enough just for you to say he's our starter on Saturday. You know? he, he said after the game that he never considered making a change. Right. That's so, important. Right. All Terrible. right. Uh, Jacob Banks comes in the super chat. Does he have a question or just um, uh, throwing the support, Megan? I don't know if, uh, but um, Jacob Banks, 499. Thank, thank you, me. my friend, uh, for your support of Husker Online postgame live. Um, let's go to Spark Adventures. Can this team still make oh, a bowl? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. I mean, first of all, guys, Wisconsin got beat by Indiana. Okay. Iowa is about to beat Northwestern. Are they? It's seven nothing. In, <laughs> it's it, seven nothing in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing at Wrigley Field. What are they playing baseball? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to play baseball. Apparently, Mike, Mike Wilbon like got on the microphone. He's like, "Come on, Wildcats, score some points. We just need a couple grand slams. We're right back in it." <laughs> he, he did really. Yeah. Yeah. Seven zero. What would be more entertaining? Watching like the Ferences play baseball in Wrigley Field or run offensive plays? Well, they, <laughs> now. I'm surprised, though, that – no, I, I I would say this. I'm surprised Northwestern couldn't put up any points. That offense we saw wasn't that bad. And then they followed it with a good offensive performance against Maryland where they – they Well, Wisconsin 30. only scored six on Iowa. Yeah. yeah. I mean – I'm still surprised. I was got a good defense. Yeah, I'm still surprised. But hmm. to the point, yes. I mean, Maryland's going to be coming in reeling. Of another loss. Four, another in a row, four in a row. Four in a row. You got to wonder kind of what the state of that locker room is. Are five, they getting hammered went by five and zero to seventeen down, five and four now or whatever it is? So like that's that's a win. Well, a game that Nebraska will have an opportunity to win at home, especially if they're able to bounce back the right way. Yeah. So the, it you know there, there's one more win in the schedule. I think I we all believe that. I think at this table, a one hundred, so. and if not two or three, I mean there's there's multiple opportunities nebraska will probably be favored at home next week it'll be a limited favorite if they i mean if they are our favorite in these games it will be like by a field goal like right. the last two weeks have been every one of these games is going to be like we saw and we're everyone's picking up they lost by three points guys i mean like right. it's not like nebraska got blown out i mean right. they lost by three points with a chance to win it late so as bad as they played they still almost won this game they do got some things that you you kind of wonder about like bushini is you got to get that solved i mean quickly I don't, punters are odd. They're like golfers in some way. Sometimes their swing gets messed up and they can fix it in a few days time. So you'll watch that pretty closely next week. You'll also watch the defense, which will play a Maryland offense that um, can, that can get it going. Um, so oh, it's going to be interesting. All the, you knew that I figured today would be interesting. I picked 1916 Nebraska. I figured it was going to be a very close game. I thought Nebraska would play better, though. All right. Uh, Brandon just chimes in with 499. Um, thank you, Brandon, for your support here of Husker Online. Oh, and question. Brandon has a question as well. Grant is our guy between the tackles. Guy between the tackles, and he kept running to the edge. Johnson has the speed to get to the edge, and we ran him up the middle. Why? Mm. I mean, I thought all the – all the running backs, it was kind of just like a variety where they just mixed them in. I mean, you look at the final carries, Johnson 13 carries, Grant 9, Fleeks 4. Okay. Um, so what, 26 carries to the tailbacks for about 100 yards. I, mean, I thought they ran hard. They they got enough from the tailback. I mean, they were close enough with the running game. I mean, right. you, the sack adjust rush total for Nebraska when you take the sacks out, uh -huh. they averaged 5.7 a carry. Good job, Sean. Now, I thought those guys ran really hard. 195 sack adjust rush yards. Yeah, I thought Emmett Johnson again looked good. I thought I thought Grant looked better than he has in recent games, and Fleeks is becoming more of a factor. I thought I thought 
it was a good game plan from the run game standpoint. They, they didn't get some runs in the second half that they, they needed, but generally speaking, I thought that part of the game was good. Yeah, it was okay, but Nebraska needs it to be a lot better. I mean, with, be with better. the way their passing game is right now, getting you know hundred yards out of your top, your two tailbacks is okay. So okay. you know it's not gonna it's not gonna win you. I thought they ran hard. They That's did. what I thought. So here's another part though that I, I was looking through the stats and I didn't realize this when what? the game started. Anthony Grant started the game. Yes, he did. So like he had not started the last three weeks. So they went with him over Emmett Johnson after talking about him being the starting running back at the University of Nebraska. So hmm. who knows? Doesn't seem to be really much rhyme or reason with how they play those guys. I think they're kind of just all interchangeable at this point. So um, I guess they all kind of fill similar roles to where there's not really a defined rotation there. All right. You're, uh, thanks again for joining us here in Husker Online Postgame Live. Oscar Online Postgame Live is brought to you by Bauer Underground. They're helping shape Nebraska's infrastructure, and they're looking for new members to join the team with open positions for laborers, equipment operators, aerial linemen, and foremen. Bauer Underground is searching for the best in construction. Visit BauerUnderground.com to learn more about career opportunities and industry-leading benefits, including competitive pay, employer-paid health insurance, dental, disability, vision, life insurance, 401k match, and new top-of-the-line equipment with a clothing allowance. No experience in underground utility construction? No problem. They will train the right people in the field, giving you the hands-on experience that you need to build a long and rewarding career. Want to learn more? Visit Bauer Underground on Facebook to view the testimonials from the current Bauer teammates, hear about their experiences, the company culture, the importance of their work. Bauer Underground is family-owned um, company with work sites and crews across the state. So wherever you live, they've got an opportunity for you Visit and like Bauer Underground on Facebook to read more about the testimonials from their employees. Come start your new career today. Thank you again to Bauer Underground for sponsoring us here on Husker Online Postgame Live. All right, Chase Woodward comes in. GBR, offense needs talent. Is it a concern that three of the top in-state offensive recruits at, or at Bellevue West got shut down by Westside last night? Westside skill players looked better across the board. And look, I'm not a guy like that that looks at those things. I mean, I'll give you an example. Last year, Malachi Coleman, like he got shut down by corners from Gretna. Um, it just, I mean, I think, yeah, yes, it's a big deal. Stats and plays in high school are a big deal. Um, but those Bellevue West guys can all run. They're all athletic. They're all talented. Daniel Kalen has a good football mind on him. Um, he was going to go to Missouri. He had 15 power five other offers. Yep. They're all good players. They're all heavily scouted, accomplished players. And you can't just look at the results of a game. I mean, Westside's one of the best all-time high school teams in the state of Nebraska good point. Uh, across the board. They will go down in the conversation as one of the two or three maybe most dominating teams we've ever seen in this state. Um, so you got to tip your hat to them and what they're doing because they obviously have a lot of talent. And W West hasn't been – I mean, those guys have all been hurt. All the uh, Both McMorris and Hall have come off injuries – um, so, you know, it just hasn't really clicked for whatever reason, but they're all still good players. Good point, Sean. All right. Um, let's take in Mark's question here with the lack of urgency in the fourth quarter, not playing chief at punt returner chief. and not sticking with EJ at running back in the second half. So I mean, Ethan, he means Ethan nation. Yeah. He must mean Ethan nation. I don't think chief borders is chief doesn't return. <laughs> Yeah, Ethan Nation, um, they burned one of his games today. And I believe, was this his fourth or third? I mean, I, I know um, Quentin Ives played today, too, um, yeah. you yeah. know, looking through um, the numbers. But that was an interesting thing. Yeah, and so, like, during pregame, uh, Ethan Nation was getting a lot of reps just catching punts uh, okay. before the game. He had his helmet on and shorts and a T-shirt and was out there catching a lot of punts. And so he wondered, maybe Nebraska is going to try him out some at punt return and clearly uh that was somewhat in the plans because they used him there but it just seems like they went in with this plan to where they were going to be aggressive on the block and just try to catch the punt and uh i don't think that was a very good plan going in because they didn't block anything and they had terrible field position right yeah the field was tilted michigan state direction most of the day like i, I thought your analogy on like the pen it just negated the advantage on the penalty yeah. i mean the yardage nebraska got on penalties kind of was erased by their inability to do anything in the punting game, right? Both ways. Yeah, special teams. Special teams, they lost today. 
And if you know what, I mean, if you if you lose special teams and your offense is playing like Nebraska's, it's going to be hard to win. And they almost did. God bless them. But it had been really a trick to do it. Chris Diaz in the super chat. Does Nebraska get the six wins? Yes, I still believe they do. God, I, I strongly believe they will. They lost by three points on the road. Right. I'm I don't very think, curious how they bounce back this week. But I don't think this is, guys, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think this is the kind of loss that rattles a T.O. I mean, I think they got a good handle on the situation. Um, They're motivated. Yeah, they didn't get hammered today. They didn't lose a last-second game that might rattle a team. They just didn't get it done. But I don't – They, you know, and we saw a lot of guys in the post-game. They didn't seem rattled to me. What about you? No, I mean, it was very business-like. And, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like – go back to last year when Nebraska lost in Ireland and Northwestern. Oh, we and, saw rattle. I mean, Garrett Nelson yeah. was dang near crying. We saw rattle. We saw. We know what rattled looks like. Yeah, and just looking at the body language of the players after the game, it didn't seem Not like fun. they were, you know, o- overly uh, shook by it. I mean, obviously disappointed, mm-hmm. but – far from closing the book on their season the fact that they to think that they don't truly believe they can't get one more victory if not more over the rest of the way like i don't even think that's in their minds whatsoever so uh, this is gonna be an important week you know coming back off a loss like this and the missed opportunity that this was this is again where you fall back on those leaders which have dug them out of holes very similar to this already this season can they do it again can you can i say this i will be shocked if they don't get another win yeah, right. I mean, I would just out, be, would be, yeah, I would be completely shocked. Well, my answer. the fan base and rule, I mean, there's just going to be a will and a desire. I mean, yeah. getting a six win for Nebraska is more important to me than any other team in this conference. Yeah. Like, like some places, oh, we got to six. We, I mean, but here it's really important. And I think rule is going to, you know, preach that importance and get this team ready. All right, let's go on to Logan. Um, Merrick talks sip. The protection was fine. Harburg was awful in the pocket and he held the ball. Okay. Go watch the tape. Yeah. I'll have to go watch the tape. Um, seven sacks. It couldn't have been all on him. Seven sacks is a big Emmett Johnson did say that, you know, he says, I know everybody wants to pile on Heinrich, but it wasn't just him. You know, the offensive line needs to be better. The running backs need to be better. Yeah, And, and I wonder if some Norman. of that is the, the, the blitz pickups by the running backs. Like I, I, I've, saw some criticism about that i don't know enough like again i need to go rewatch it but i doubt i know harbrick held the ball way too long far too often but you know when, when it comes to protection usually that's a result of something when you're skittish in the pocket like that it's because you don't trust the protection in front of you yeah nori alluded to it too nori yeah. nori newely said that it wasn't good enough up front um they, that they have to do better and he has to do better now he, those those can be the quote unquote just right things to say but i thought the protection broke down at times all right let's go on to cornhusker corner did i hear somewhere that chubba runs the option the best on the team and, and you no. know i mean we, we haven't seen it in a game he's capable of running the option right so that'd be the best way to say it and oh yeah he absolutely like i just to, if, if people are just joining us or they joined us after what i said earlier he was a he was the number seven dual threat quarterback in the country in 2020 he can run it he ran it a, he ran it pretty well if you go back and look at florida state versus north carolina state he ran the ball really well that game he so he has it on tape he can do it all right captain android comes in a missed face pass mass call first down at the end of the game an msu td catch a missed td pass bad throw early glad rule didn't complain post game the wide receivers weren't enough and Guys, I asked Rule this in the post game, and I don't think he was really aware of the fumble that they charged Harburg with on Nebraska's final possession was an incomplete pass. Um, it was not stopped. It was not looked at by replay. It should have been. In fact, Fox's Dean Blandino. Blandino. What you just call him, Blandino? <laughs> Basically, like a guy that sounded like somebody from like a 1960s mob movie. Dean Blandino. Um, say it again, Rob, please. Dean Blandino. Okay. Thank you, Rob. And he said, he said, no questions asked. This is an incomplete pass. Clock should be stopped. It should be reviewed. Okay. And it wasn't. And that was a critical, critical thing for replay not to stop the game and look at it. Instead, Nebraska had to run a fire drill play, and it, it was over at that point. So I'm not saying Nebraska would have won. Um, but then on the touchdown pass as well, 
the ball hit the ground. You could see it, but they they still went with the catch because it wasn't enough. So there were a couple of questionable re- was. replay moments, and uh, Rule did not make that an excuse. Um, but we didn't hear anything on that replay. Um, you know, I think it's something that we could probably ask the Big Ten if they got any clarification on why replay wasn't buzzed on Harburg's fumble. Officiating once again came up short. I mean, it just yeah. it's we, we just got to kind of get used to it. Not, I, I feel bad, kind of badly saying that, but you just see a lot of instances of poor officiating. You do. That's and, and I've been watching football since I was a kid, and I and it's not as good as it used to be. That's it. Well, that's not even the, the, didn't even mention the no call on the pass interference with Malachi. Remember when he was going on that deep yeah. shot and the yeah. guy basically tackled him right before he got the ball, yeah. like. Rule was furious. Yeah, you could yeah, say ran out on the field. Maybe they were trying to say it wasn't catchable, or whatever. But it, of course, it's not catchable when a defender's smoking you in the chest before the ball gets to you. Right. All right. Thanks again for joining us here in Husker Online Post Game Live. We're brought to you also by Home Field Apparel. You've heard us talk about Home Field at the start of the season. There are a lot of collegiate apparel brands out there, but we wanted to partner with Home Field because their designs are the best out there. Some of Husker Online's favorites are the Volleyball Day shirts. Uh, the Centennial Ringer Tee, and the Shuckham Huskers Long Sleeve Tee. Be sure to go to homefieldapparel.com, filter by using Nebraska to see what we're talking about. There's currently an exclusive football bundle, which also includes a baseball tee, sweats, a hoodie, and more. It's the perfect gift for a fellow Husker, or just treat yourself and, and, and order that bundle for you. Um, we got a great deal for Husker Island listeners. Use promo code HUSKERS23. To get 15% off your first order, that's Huskers23 um, promo code for 15% at homefieldapparel.com. Thanks again to Homefield Apparel for sponsoring us here on Husker Online Post Game Live. Okay, let's move into the Supers Early Riser. Sean, not sure if it's the Caldera Lab or the lighting, but SIP looks sharp. Uh, sip halo effect happening. So we, we got we got a lot going on here. First of all, I traveled with the better web camera, so I have, and I probably should start taking your guys's from the office too. But Sipple's got kind of this light thing going on behind him, um, and it's out of his control unless he moved. Um, but yeah. there's the the lights behind him are throwing off his camera, so that's why Sipple. Looks out. like he's heading to heaven right now. That's yeah. beautiful. You got an aura around you, Sip. I like it. Looks good. And it, yeah, that that can cancel out my bad skin. <laughs> like <laughs> this is so, look at this the, is my answer. It's not a uh, Caldera Lab commercial right now for you with that light. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it is what it is. It looks creepy, but um, yeah, just go with my voice. The audio is more important than the video. All right, we've got another only one more super chat in there. So if you want, we still have some time to get a few more in. If you want to slide in a super. Uh, we've got an opportunity to get your thoughts, your questions here on the show. Ian, I filled my bad call bingo card, the misface bat, okay. bass, the defensive pass interference, okay. the incomplete pass, rule the TD, multiple clock issues on that last drive. The conference deserves better. And you know, I, I agree. Fair, fair takes. I mean, really fair take, especially the one at the end of the game. Like you cannot allow like that. There was adequate time to check replay on that. And of course they didn't show the replay in the stadium. Yeah. And, and rule, that's what rule said. He's like, we don't get technology really um, in, in the coaching box. So they have to, you know, really rely on those guys. Well, they didn't get any technology to see that that play should have been reviewed. Yeah. If it should have been, and if you've listened to me over the years, I've never, I've never been someone to, I don't, I, I've rarely brought up officiating because I didn't like the topic. In fact, me and, Robin covered Doc Sadler. Doc Sadler and me got in a really almost a, a really heated argument one time because he thought the refs should be made available after games. And I said that was preposterous. Um, I still believe it would be preposterous, but it I I just never wanted to I never wanted to talk about officiating, but it's gotten to the point where you almost have to. It's just yeah, there's so many missed calls that sort of it's just unfortunate, I think. I hate saying that. No, it. In, we we hopefully will get some clarification. But what, what what's what's the good of it? Um, if they tell you they messed a call, like yeah, a, it doesn't change anything. Doesn't right. you know they're not going to overturn a result of a game or, no. or a situation. And and Nebraska still is going to have to execute a throw. Like Harburg needed to hit about a twenty five yard throw 
to get a field goal lined up for for Elvano. That's all they needed to do. I know. And it's, it's it could, fr- that's what's Sean. It's frustrating. I mean, it's kind of that they don't get that opportunity because of a bad call. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah. All right, Matthew comes in the super chat. What's more annoying, Luke Fickles, uh, gum chewing, or PJ Flix quarter zip and tie combo? Um, what's more? Let's see. I'm going to go with this one. What's more annoying? Um, I'm going to say Fleck. I'm going to say Fleck. Well, I hate quarter zips. It's no offense, Sean. You got one on, right? No, no, you don't. Got I'm just wearing a sweater. <laughs> no, I don't like quarter zips. I don't like quarter zips at all. I, don't, I love quarter zips. I don't like them. I don't. I feel constrained by them. Like I don't. I just wanted the zipper to go all the way down. A full zip. Well, what they zip. do, what a quarter zip does, is it allows you to wear like a long sleeve button up shirt mm-hmm. and show the collar. I mean, that, that's kind of what you're going for. I, I don't get why Fleck wears a tie. Like. What is the point of coaching a football game in a tie? Yeah, pretty much everything PJ Fleck does is annoying to me. Yeah, right? now I'm, I'm going to reverse field a little bit. I kind of like it when coaches dress up. Remember Al Golden at Miami when he wore a suit? I thought that was cool. Yeah, he wears those like little like capri pants, so you see his ankles with his loafers Fleck does? and stuff. Yes. Wasn't Jack Del Rio one that did the tie too? Uh, he did, but he was honoring somebody. I can't remember. I would love it if I was an AD and my coach said, hey, I'm going to wear a suit. I want to wear a suit on the sideline. They how funny would have been like if Bo Pelini wore like a full suit to coach. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Three, three piece. The best thing about Pelini is like he hated to wear like yeah. he had like the same brown sports coat that he wore for like all eight and years. a mock and a mock and a mock, and a mock turtle. I mean, it was like the one from the 03 Alamo Bowl, right. and he was wearing it like an in 2014. Yeah, I know I don't dress that well, but I do love it when I see a coach that's dressed well, even in basketball. Rob, I love seeing a a coach nobody like, wears suits anymore. like who's that tech yeah they do buzz does uh, well, texas hardly a&m. anybody texas a&m yeah. he wears them buzz patino Williams. never patino looks like an attorney he wears a suit every time once covid hit they weren't required to wear suits on the sideline anymore and so they started going with like the golf polo and slacks hey hey who's a texas a&m coach texas buzz williams yeah buzz williams wears a three-piece suit he wears yeah. a three-piece so suit. i mean it, it they still do it, but the vast majority, in fact, like I've, I've seen comments amongst other coaches that they make fun of coaches that wear suits still. It's I, like, I it's like, like it when they not wear a trendy thing to do. Anymore. I know it's not trendy, but I think it looks yeah. great. Yeah. It's, it, it's always like when Nebraska plays those like pay games where they pay a, like a smaller South Dakota. I mean, when they were here a few years ago, they were all in suits. Yeah. It's like the teams like that still do it where Mike Woodson. Fred Fred doesn't like to wear a tie ever. He be, can't because of his, uh, his circulation. Yeah, yeah, so he's got that heart condition. He wears the he open. Can't restrict his neck. Yeah, Woodson wears what? Woodson at Indiana wears a suit every game. We stopped that Channel Seven. We used to always wear like we did more of a true pregame show. We'd wear suits for that, but now we just wear shirts and and quarter zips or yeah, sweaters. Quarter zips. All right, um, big big red EDC miss calls were terrible. But so was the lack of consistency on offense. Yep. True that. Yep. The f- defense played well enough to win. Offense, not so much. And you got to throw special teams in there, too. I mean, special teams was a big factor. Let down. Big let down. Let and down. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot there. And Spark Adventures comes back again. I think this one has been asked a few times. Can they still make a bowl? And we're all in, in consensus agreement. Mm-hmm. Nebraska can make a bowl game. And so, yeah, strong reference, they're playing a Maryland team right now that is down 41 to 15 at home. Well, it's, I mean, I, I kind of wanted Maryland to flex a little bit. You know? Well, they did not. So. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, don't you think it's a little early, but there's got to be some heat on Loxley at Maryland right now. And his offensive coordinator got a DUI. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Sumlin, a couple weeks ago, on their off week, on their bye week, got a DWI in Florida. They This will be their fourth straight loss. Um, they're doing the old Maryland thing, guys. I mean, you see it every year. They start off pretty strong, and then they fade quick. But the fade is pretty bad this year. Yeah, especially after the 5-0 and start. Right, like, right. That's falling off a cliff. Speaking, did you guys see that Bob Wager um, yeah. was on the sidelines for TCU? Yeah, I don't know what his role uh, is, but he's on the sidelines. He was there in some sort of role with TCU. TCU gear. So that was interesting to see. All right, uh, got a couple more late Super Chats. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Nathan Dieterman. I was a I was at MSU for our last victory. That would have been 2012, the Jamal Turner game. Okay. I love the MSU fans. They're very friendly. How was your experience? Which team left the, is the best chance for a victory? All right. Experience has been great. 
Um, press box has out, been outstanding. Yeah. The staff here at Michigan State, outstanding, um, great fans. It's just a great blue collar city when you go here. It's not hoity toity wine and cheese. It's it's a just a good tough blue. Uh, and guys, we had maybe the best steak of the year. Yeah, there. why don't you talk about that a little bit there? So we we went to um, Bodie's. Bodie's, yes. Bodie's Steakhouse, Chop House in, in Lansing. And um, it, didn't realize like why it was so hard to get a reservation until we got there. They only had 11 tables in this place. And there it is. They had 11 tables in Bodie's, eight bar stools. So we had an option of bar stool seating oh. for five o'clock or 10 o'clock. We took it. Look at um, Megan. Look at Megan getting it done. So Sipple and I, like, we went with the value play. This was a tomahawk for two. Which, when you divide it up, it's actually cheaper to go that way. But you get a really good steak with a marble cap on there. We split that up, and you finished your half, right? Yeah, I finished my half, Sean. It was, it was. I'd give it an eight out of ten. It was really good. We'll close out the um, twenty twenty three steak tour at the Tornado Room in Madison, um, which will be just like this place. Um, so we've had a good run this year. Yeah, um, really Bull, good. Boulder Cork. Yeah. Now champagne, we didn't do steak, did we? But we did, we did St. Elmo's and Indy. Jeez. Chimney Christmas. Boulder Cork. Yeah, yeah. we did in champagne. Oh. Um, well, what, what about Minneapolis, Rob? Where did we go? Oh, Murray's. 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 So we, 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 we've had a run here. Yeah. So going back to the, the Michigan State fans, I wanted to point out, I, I tweet about this before the game, but they're still uh, honoring Sam Foltz, Mike Sadler. There was a fan that had uh, the SF27 uh, T-shirt next to a Mike Sadler jersey, and it was draped over uh, right by the tunnel where the players uh, enter and exit the field, and they did the, the Sadler-Foltz coin, the commemorative memorial coin uh, at the opening coin toss. And so I think that situation will always link – nebraska and michigan state together okay, that you know that they will forever be tied because of that that tragedy and you know it's, it was cool to see that on their end they're still remembering those two guys just as much as nebraska yeah i hope so, like yeah. 20 years from now they still do that yeah i don't see why they wouldn't um yeah, that, that's that, my grainy picture that i tweeted good job <laughs> rob um got a couple more still guys ryan comes in should we make a change at oc next year i think we should even um, with the injuries they are dealing with this year. No, I, I don't think that's on the table. I, I think Matt Rule is as much the OC as Saturday. I think Matt Rule has a heavy hand in how they play and what they do, and nobody has control over these injuries that they have right now. Right. Um, so, no, Mark, hey. Marcus Satterfield's the guy. I, I don't – I it doesn't even get on my radar that, at least now, that there would be any kind of change nope. made. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, we, we could be proven wrong, and you can go back to this if we are, but I don't. He's on a three-year contract. I don't think there's any talk of it. Um, Making a lot of money. They'd owe him $2.8 million to make a change. Sean makes a great point that Rule is. Now, I don't know exactly what his week-to-week involvement is, but I know offensive coordinators that, you know, that could have worked for Rule, and they told me he makes it clear to them he's going to be heavily involved. Um, He makes it clear. Some offensive coordinators will stiff-arm that idea. He's got a play sheet. Yeah. I, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, he's involved. So this is no, this is not all on Satterfield. Do we have to remind people they, of their losses at receiver? You know, they lost their top three receivers, right? They lost their top two running backs. They, they were without two starting offensive linemen today. I mean, you, you take away Ohio state's top three receivers and top two running backs. It's not Ohio state anymore. What, what are you going to do? Sean? I was going to try to move your, just see if I can do that light. That lighting thing is this. It is what it is. We're, we're kind of at the tail end of the show yeah, at yeah. this point. People are used to it. <laughs> I just want to make sure people can see that uncaldera labbed face. Wow, Sean. Come on. <laughs> All right. Let's, can you put uh, it on whiskers? J- Jared, uh, Jared chimes in. What cut of steak are you guys getting tonight? Uh, usually we're not a steak two nights in a row. Yeah, we probably don't need that, actually. So what are we doing? Um, yeah, Matt Foster has been ta- our, our um, colleagues at Channel Seven. They're tr- and he's not traveling this week, so Matt Foster's here. And he's he's uh, wondering where we're going to eat, so we have to make that big decision after the show ends. Somewhere to catch the night games, but we'll probably go. I mean, we, we're staying in the revitalized Capital District. It's nice, and it's very nice um, by the ballpark in Lansing. And I mean, what I like where, where we're staying. There's a grocery store like right next to the hotel. Yeah, so I need can, some toothpaste. 
As you and, and Sipple did, people have asked yeah, this do. question last night. <laughs> Sipple did have a margarita. I did. Out of state. Um, no good. margaritas in the press box here today. Um, but um, all right, Myerstone Ranch. I'd say it's pretty clear that D'Antonio secretly has been taking video of our signs at prior games. Just kidding. Tough day. Cheers, fellas. There was Thanks. a guy dressed up as a Michigan fan uh, nice. with uh, binoculars and all that stuff. So, And, and he had a free, uh, what's the guy's name that was busted doing all that stuff? Corey or what? Or the, the, the Connor Stallions. Stallions. Connor, yeah, yeah. Free Stallions. <laughs> free Stallions. Connor Stallions is the name. Can you imagine if Stallions like just rolled into like a, any college football city or bar? Like, I mean, he'd be a target. I know. It's it'll be really uncomfortable. I feel for. Him. I don't feel for him actually. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't. It is what he is. Okay. AC Heinrich Harburg. Number one, Heinrich Harburg is terrible. Two, punt punt returns were terrible. Three, defense is not great. The wind mask assisted poor backed pass yeah. coverage in other games. Okay. So basically oh. what you say is the quarterback plays terrible. The special teams, especially punt punt return is terrible. The defense is being overhyped because they've been the benefit benef- benefactors of bad weather. Like the Purdue Illinois game, game was bad too. Purdue, yeah. So they've, you know, I don't know about all that. I know no, that, not, no. I know that yes, quarterback play has been very bad uh no matter who's been under center uh the punt game has been hit and miss machini's had some good games yes he has and you know there's been games when he's actually been really effective and been an asset today was not one of those days the punt return has been lacking all year uh the defense though i i will disagree with on that i maybe not go as far as to say great but they've been a very good defense this year and they're the only reason nebraska's even the conversation of making a bowl game wow cody chimes in here with a great super chat Illinois just beat Minnesota. Uh-oh. Nebraska still controls its own destiny now in the West by winning out, assuming that Minnesota will lose to Ohio State. Illinois beat Minnesota. I mean, yeah, that's good for Nebraska, but better would have been a win. I mean, like that. This is the disappointment for me. Is this Wisconsin and Illinois both lost? Okay, it was a golden opportunity for Nebraska. I mean, the West is just. It's they just can't get out of their own way. It's like no. no one in this division has got any momentum. Do you see what I'm saying though? The excitement today of winning this game with Illinois and Wisconsin losing. My God, what's the Iowa score? They won ten. They seven. won, but you, you control that because you can beat Iowa on your home field. It's just a missed opportunity. That's the biggest disappointment to me. Man, Minnesota loses. Yeah. That's that's kind of the thing. Like hurts, it's just the, the opportunity that was today, and for them to just play the way they did is right. so disappointing. All right, uh, f- w- one more super chat here from Matthew. Satterfield isn't the problem. Rewatch the guard play today; mm. it was not very good. Mm. Now, Newbilly said as much. He said that he needed to be a lot better. Did Latoski play at all? No, don't I don't think, think so. so. Don't think Evans that, Jenkins. Well. Newellian and Latoski play the same position. So they, they had been rotating, and Latoski started a week ago. Latoski played well last week. Latoski did not play, or at least he's not. In the so game. that's an interesting deal there that they didn't even give him. And, you know, that Newelli being right off injury comes out there and played every snap. And the freshman didn't play either. Uh, Sledge and Gatula did not play in this game. All right, guys, any final comments here as we wrap up here? Are, we going, are we going to get pizza? That's my final comment. So you maybe we go to Crunchies if we can get in. Ooh, it might be rocking. Might not be Sips vibe. Oh turns, yeah, I don't want like a college bar nightclub. No, 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 no. Does no, we're not going there. You got to get there early. Like, I'll just go to the like super while the olds are still there. Yeah, and I don't know if the East Lansing districts can be buzzing still. Like I mean, I'd imagine. Who knows? It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. It's parents' weekend too. Can't right? Can we now. just find a nice little restaurant? When did parents' weekends in college towns become like such a big thing? Like I don't ever recall like these big parents' weekends when I was in college. Yeah, yeah it was that's what it was here. And I again, I commend I commend Michigan State and its program for the way it handled. Did so. a great weekend. Well, um, guys had a lot of fun in East Lansing. Unfortunately, Nebraska still at five wins. Uh, we can't talk about a bowl trip yet. Uh, we're sure, hoping we could, could be talking about them like having a, in a good spot in the division. That's the that's the other that's part. That's the missed opportunity. Yep. Man. All right. Big Man. week. Big week. 
Well, guys, thanks again. Uh, make sure you go on to HuskerOnline.com. Uh, we've got try us out. If you haven't been on the website, uh, you can get your first month for a dollar. Um, try out uh, to get a, a look at the site. Uh, we've got a, Or you can get an annual subscription for $109.99. Uh, that's HuskerOnline.com. You can read Sipple's uh, post-game column, Robin's things that we learned, and then my final takes and grades all posted. We have all the videos, all the interviews up as well, and we will have this show as well. Uh, not only here on the YouTube channel, but up on the podcast network later tonight. So uh, thanks again for joining us here on the Husker Online postgame live show. Uh, Nebraska falls to Michigan State 20-17. to 17. For Robin Washett and Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan.